Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punches are whole once again, having recovered inside a jazz club. Richter discovered more about the history of the Entombed Eye. Adrian looked after Red and determined that not everyone in a hood was evil. And Red came back to life just in time to lead a heist at the New York Metropolitan Museum. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Two times Marvin Gatsby has laid out... uh, Red, what to you is a hell of a fucking problem. We just lost, lost Ryan, Ryan, but he's back. Yeah. Um, shall we start again? Yeah. I think so. You were in a very uh, a like disinterested in. pose at the very beginning of that, so <laughs> yeah. you were like... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. Two times Marvin Gatsby has outlined... For you, Red, a serious fucking problem. Uh, and it's a problem that you unfortunately spent most of your, your well, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, depending, uh, most of your time being a, a gang leader worried about, which is what happens if one of these people turns on you? Now, you never had that experience, uh, even though you had a couple of untrustworthy characters, until the attack on Helmfirth. Uh, but uh, at this point, with all the brain control worms, 
uh, I think you you can very safely assume that uh, your gang didn't turn on you so much as they were compelled to uh, uh, to do the bidding of, of a darker force. Um, Marvin, on the other hand, has has not had that experience uh, until fairly recently. Um, the story is this: uh, Marvin uh, and his crew, the Duotang Gang, had a uh, a proper. Uh, they've been um, running booze in and out of New York very quietly. Um, for their jazz clubs, uh, it is the 1930s, so jazz is still relatively new. Um, and Marvin basically realized that um, he was going to get uh, probably killed um, by the mob if he continued to kind of uh, just run booze for other people. So he did what um, I know a lot of the bartenders in Toronto do, which is just decide to sell his own supply at his own place. So instead he invested in clubs. Um, and now uh, uh, Mr. Gatsby owns a number of clubs throughout uh, New York and, and a couple other uh, places nearby um, that he supplies himself with with his his connections. Uh, it's the safest way for him to to illegally sell booze um, right now, and uh, he's making full use of it. That said, these clubs are only as we're all discovering in COVID. These clubs are only profitable if they're able to stock the merchandise that they sell without the illicit booze he's selling, these places will fall away fast uh, because they're still niche enough that his entire operation rests very delicately on his ability to keep his pipeline open. Uh, and unfortunately being comfortable both with his crew and with his situation, Marvin bet pretty big on, uh, on a shipment. And unfortunately that is when Graham Dukes, seized his opportunity to completely fuck over the Duotang gang and to go legit, or at least so he says. Graham Dukes was uh, not Marvin's number two, but his number three, um, and he went, uh, he's said to have gone to the cops with information of an illicit shipment arriving. Now, the good thing is, because he wasn't his number two, he doesn't have all of the information, but he has enough to make things very, very difficult. Um... Marvin also uh, has heard a number of rumors that there is a leak in the NYPD um, supplying info to the mob. So the odds that there might actually be now competition for this in addition to increased, uh, increased police presence is high. Um, and the kicker, he says, raising his uh, third martini of the night, um, is, uh, is that I had the most brilliant delivery plan set up. Uh, Red, I don't know how well you know our neighbors to the north, but there is a uh, fine little city called uh, Toronto. It's uh, up and coming. <laughs> uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, they've got a hell of a museum. Uh, so uh, I managed to make a, a deal with the uh, the distillery up there uh, to uh, smuggle us some very, very exquisite uh, whiskeys and ryes across the border in a traveling exhibit. Now, this all made sense when uh, absolutely no one was tipped off to it, but unfortunately, now that uh, Graham has uh, seen fit to uh, sell us out uh, for his own purposes, it would seem that my biggest shipment that I've tied most of my remaining income in is up for grabs. Um, my crew has been fingered. Everyone uh, I've got uh, is now known uh, both to the NYPD and, of course, to... Uh, Dukes himself, so we can't get anywhere near the Met without everybody going nuts. But you three, you might have a shot. There's a, uh, I don't know if you keep up with news, but um, about uh, ten years ago, there was a, a big find uh, in Egypt 
Uh, it was uh, an old king, uh, Tutankhamun, if you can imagine that. Uh, it's uh, caused quite a stir. Uh, well, he's coming to pay a visit to the fine city of New York, and I thought, well, it's polite to not show up with gifts. So I had my friends uh, north of the border there uh, pack the exhibit full of my booze. Uh, our plan was to go pick it up. No fuss, no muss. But unfortunately, uh, Dukes was able to finger our uh, our contact inside the Met. And uh, now all my precious booze is being reburied with an Egyptian pharaoh in the museum. Uh, if we can't get in there and get it, they will find it when they unpack the exhibit tomorrow. Uh, as I understand it, the uh, preparations have already begun, but our stuff was hidden fairly well. So... You can save my entire empire the way my weird Dr. Christopher saved your life if you can just get inside, get that booze, and get the fuck out of there. Where exactly is this booze? Did you just put it in with the mummy? or? Ex- uh... Well, Red, I didn't pack the box myself, as you can imagine, but, uh, yes, there is, a. Uh, the nice thing about this, uh, this particular dig was they uncovered all sorts of wacky stuff, uh, so uh, I had my agents uh, sneak it in with uh, those uh, little Egyptian jars that they put all the uh, <laughs> the body parts in. Uh, the as organs. Well as, yes, Canopic, yeah, little, Canopic little, jars. Uh, I see you are up on the news, Red. I should not have doubted your ability to understand this. Yes, uh, Canopic, was that the word? Yes, Canopic, canopic jars. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, all right. I came so across the, one once. There was a human finger in it. Well, that Don't is... Don't ask questions. I never do. Uh, but, uh, yes, the, uh, some of, uh, you know, King Tut's, uh, you know, his, uh, toiletries and that sort of thing, we just snuck our booze in with those. So, uh, no, it's not like you gotta crack open a sarcophagus and, uh, pull out a big bunch of bottle of booze, that would be pretty great, but, uh, I figured someone might look there first. Uh, plus, I don't want the king himself, uh, imbibing our, uh, spirits. <laughs> Unless, you uh, know, there's always the talk about curses. Curses. Well, yes, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to run afoul of any mystical hoodoo, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the only curse I've got is trusting too much in the wrong people, which, uh, unfortunately, is one I could entirely control. But your crew seems pretty good. Uh, we've got uh, the Iron Chef over here with his uh, pyromantic abilities and uh, your questionably musical uh, old man friend. It's a, it's an irregular an irregular crew you run with these days, Red. Uh, are you sure they're up to the task? Yeah, when you look over the bar, you just see Adrian collecting drinks for the two of them. What is he getting for you, Richter? Um, uh, 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 martini. He's 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 in New York, and damn it, he's having a martini. <laughs> yeah, so Adrian's got a martini he's bringing over to Richter, and in Adrian's other hand is a pint glass full of maraschino cherries. That's what he's <laughs> having. Richter's such a Miranda. Um, <laughs> uh, to your question, uh, Gatsby, uh, I would bet my life on them, even though we're not perhaps at full physical capacity. I certainly hope that this is not a job that's going to require me to be uh, jumping around and, shall we say, uh, punching people in the face. Because, to be perfectly honest with you, as much as I hate to admit vulnerability, that is not exactly in my capabilities right now, as you can imagine. Uh, no need to imagine. I read Dr. Christopher's report. Uh, as far as I know, no, but that will be up to you. This is, uh, this is your job, Red. I would... Far be it for me to tell you how to run a heist. But, um, no, my, uh, 
My team will be standing by nearby. Uh, you'll just need to figure out A, where the uh, liquors ended up, B, how to get it out onto the loading dock, uh, and uh, how to signal my, my team from there. Smash and grab is something they can do quite handily. It's just getting inside the actual museum itself is going to be completely impossible for them. And this is the job you need done tonight? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Time time is of the essence. Uh, it's uh, Glad you woke up. The other chores would take months, so uh, this really worked out well. Mm, for everyone, didn't it? Well, we're going to have to go in after the museum is closed, or we're going to have to go in right before it closes and... F- Managed to stash ourselves inside. So he um, he hands you basically uh, a dossier of what is unfortunately now out of date information, um, but uh, the exhibit is uh, set to be prepared for inspection tomorrow. So basically, like you've got overnight tonight. Tomorrow is when um, it'll be kind of inspected by museum staff and everything else, uh, and it's set to open the day after. Um, so really, your only shot is tonight, uh, mm-hmm. largely because tomorrow they will unpack. Ev- they've unpacked a bit, mm-hmm. but they'll unpack everything. Um, but uh, yeah, so you've got those. Uh, the dangers that he's identified for you are um, Graham Dukes went to the cops. So the NYPD has been alerted to the fact that there is meant to be a heist. Now, that said, um, having arrested the contact within the museum itself, um, the odds are greater that there will be a small police presence in the building or heightened museum security, but likely small police presence. Um, but uh, Marvin has definitely seen that patrols have increased quite considerably outside. So it might not actually be a concern for you guys if you're able to do this quietly, but there is increased police presence around the museum and likely a little bit inside. Security has definitely been doubled within the museum itself. Um, that said, the arrest of the contact really did seem to like the fact that the police are looking for the gang and that the guy in the inside man has been caught means everyone is feeling a little bit more secure uh, mm-hmm. about it. Uh, it would seem that um, uh, Dukes uh, was unaware of what uh, particular exhibit um, the uh, booze was headed to. Uh, otherwise they would have just confiscated that. So um there, uh, he's far enough down the chain that there's still some uncertainty that you guys can take full advantage of. Okay. Uh, he knew enough to, to like he knew enough to finger the gang and the target, but not what specifically was being picked up or where. This man of yours, this uh, Graham Dukes, he's still in police custody. Uh, as far as I know, yes, we uh, we saw him go in. We haven't seen him come out. Hmm. I hope you have uh, sufficient plans for him when next you meet. It's always good to make an example when. Things like this happen. Uh, I mean, you saw the squalor in which you awoke this morning. Uh, those rooms have a lot of different uses, I assure you. Good. But my I... days of trusting my crew like they're... You know, I used to always say it's it's all about family, and then we'd all raise our drinks at a, at a barbecue, perhaps, you know, where we could all just talk about the various things we did. We had our, our two funny guys who, who had a relationship like brothers. We... We had our, our one big strong guy who wasn't really on our team, but would be here occasionally from a rival gang. But, you know, we all got along. Various yes, that paramours. Man with, that man with the strange English accent. Yes, yes, yes. The, mm-hmm. the strange English man, as well as the uh, the large uh, weightlifter man um, who could always smell what was cooking. Regardless, it, the time for that has ended. Now, now, is, now is the time for vengeance. Huh. And for renewed friendship, City raises his glass. 
My favorite times, vengeance and friends. Um, so uh, he leaves you to plan. Um, you get the sense there is a, a great deal of professional respect where he's kind of like, I'll give you everything I have, but I'm not mm-hmm. in any world going to attempt to dictate anything to you about this. Um, so uh, also he's running several jazz clubs. So he's a busy yeah. man. <laughs> uh, so he's off to do that. Uh, but the three of you have some time to plan. Well, gentlemen, we're going to rob a museum. How does that sound? Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, that um, that actually sounds like it could be a, a bit of fun, honestly. Uh, I was going to say, Richter, I feel like out of the three of us, you would be jumping for excitement. Well, I believe my jumping days are behind me, Miss Red, but uh, I am quite interested in... Uh, what is it that we are procuring from uh, this museum? Perhaps. So, well, uh, now, hold on a moment. Um, you said we were robbing a museum, so surely something more uh, uh, mystical or, or ancient or interesting than whiskey. Well, it's whiskey yes. in ancient things. Oh, my God. Did they desecrate some kind of ancient tomb to Egyptian Egy- in fact great this, this what is are your, this is fantastic <laughs> what uh, have your occult studies tell you about that anything uh anything bad uh shall I shall I roll for that Tom to see what uh yeah I think so let's go with um <laughs> I would give you uh history because you just know the history I would certainly give you uh, a cult um, I don't think this is mythos because mm-hmm. we're talking about yeah. like world religion and Egyptian mythology, which isn't really a mythosy thing. I'm going to go occult just because I, as a player, I'm worried about uh, curses. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to roll my meta dice. Uh, that's a hard success. Damn, man. Uh, all right. Well, you are are fully aware uh, of um, the idea of uh, Egyptian curses uh, related to tombs. Um, particularly, uh, you are of course uh, familiar with the tragedies that have befallen uh, several of the members of uh, the expedition uh, that found um, King Tutankhamun's tomb uh, back in twenty two. Um, I feel like for you reading about each of those tragedies as they unfolded was a little bit like Christmas because (laughs) for all of the time you spend looking desperately looking for, um, any kind of fucking evidence of, of the occult, uh, the fact that Howard Carter's expedition that various members have been, have like terrible things have befallen several of them by this point and several more in the years to come. Mm -hmm. Um, that uh, that's a fucking joy for you. So uh, it's a cautionary tale. And I think you filed it away that if you ever have to deal with, if you were ever to crack an Egyptian tomb, don't fall for the same things that happened to uh, right. the, the, you know, just be aware and, and be warned because like the last thing you'd want is like a repeat Tutankhamun experience. Yeah. Uh, well read. Um, it is uh, somewhat known that uh, you, you mentioned uh, King Tut, was it? King Tutankhamun? 
Yes, that is the exhibit that we yeah. will be robbing. Yeah, yeah. I have been uh, reading about this uh, King Tutankhamun. Of course uh, you have. The curse of his tomb, which has uh, actually mm. already claimed some lives. So they poured whiskey in his tomb. <laughs> well, it's not. I... They, they didn't pour it. It's in bottles, if that makes a difference. I highly don't think that that's something that an ancient Egyptian pharaoh would uh, go after, personally. Excuse me, can I get some more cherries? I need some more cherries over here. Yeah, come on. More cherries for my friend here. We might die tomorrow, so... We're not <laughs> really these cherries. Why will I die? Marvin from the door turns around and he's like, You heard the guys. More martinis and more cherries. <laughs> and then he Are just, good? like, nods to all of you and leaves. <laughs> Uh, Wait, Tom, am I, I going to die? No, no, of course. Of course you're not going to die, Addy. Oh, okay. Uh, no, don't worry <laughs> about that. We're just talking about things that don't really exist, and she kind of gives Richter a hard look. You mean like the giant snake that Richter gave hearts to that was from Egypt? Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else, so do that. Now... Well, not right now, but, you know. Was that from Egypt? There were hieroglyphics in the tomb or temple that Adi and I found ourselves in. However, the hieroglyphics did not, if I remember correctly, they did not match any ancient language that I am aware of. All right. That's correct. They were um, <clears throat> Egyptian in style, but not mm-hmm. in substance, if that makes right. any sense. Uh, Tom, what type? Of, what kind of day is it? What time? Um, I'm going to say it is, uh, just for the sake of stakes, um, sort of uh, mid-afternoon. So we're going to say like 3 p.m. Uh, the museum, uh, we'll say, closes at 6 today because uh, it's the 1930s and, like, I don't know, people had boundaries back then. <laughs> um so the museum will close at six. So you have three hours basically to kind of do what you want. Uh, New York is a vast and large city that's difficult to get around, but I hate describing travel in a narrative podcast. So um, you can essentially get anywhere you need to get to relatively quickly, um, but keep it to like a couple a couple things. Like we'll 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 play the game of uh, is it reasonable, or it's like is it reasonable that we could do X Y Z? It's like yeah, probably. Or like I'll give you two of the three that sort of thing. I want to go to the M&M store at Times Square. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, uh, Red, um, do we have a plan for getting this now cursed whiskey out of the tomb? I can do my best to protect us from any lingering uh, curses or anything like that, but the breaking in and out of the museum will be up to you and Addy. Yes, Addy can protect us from the punches and the guns, and you'll protect us from the Pharaoh's curse. I'm sure we're, we're perfectly well protected then. Who's uh, going to punch us and gun us? Well, here's the thing. Their, their crew was made. We're going to be dealing with police. We're going to p- potentially be dealing with um, 
the mafia, which isn't ideal. What was the name of that big fat guy who made us move? Who? We had to leave town and go to Helmfirth because some big fat guy was taken. Oh, well, that, that's Boston, honey. That's, that's Al Capone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name, though? Al Capone. Yeah, yeah. Al Capi. What, can't we just do what he did on that, that love day? <laughs> did you remember the, the newspapers had it everywhere and I made you read it to me out loud and it just said, Valentine's Day Massacre. Remember, because they had his people dress up like the police, so they went somewhere, and then they said, you're under arrest, and everybody gave up, and then they made them all go to sleep and took their stuff. Can we just dress up like police and be like, that's my mummy? I've realized I would subscribe to a podcast that is just... (laughs) Addy Diesel tells history, and it's just you describing major historical events in exactly that tone. It's very fun. Seconded. Uh, that's act- that's a good idea, Addy. The problem is, is that we need to find three outfits in three hours. So I would also it- like to point out that I'm not sure the police authority extends to taking museum exhibits and items out of the Met. Yeah, okay. but... What if we just give up then? Addy. What, what if we don't? Why are we doing this? We're doing that... this because I am alive because these people have done me a favor. Oh, so, so this is for the doctor. Yes. Addy, in, in the week that you were um, making soup and tending to Red at her bedside, I have Yeah, when I saved that, her. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I have noticed that these are dangerous criminals as well. And with everything going on with the um, the Gotham, I can't remember what the Gotham called. Crown. Thank you. Uh, this the Gotham Crown, the inheritors, uh, the king in yellow, and everything going on in Helmfort. It's really just one less problem to have, and hopefully one more friend to have uh, in a situation that is rapidly, rapidly spinning out of our control. Can yeah. I get those cherries, please? Uh, I bar- just want the cherries. The bartender comes over with uh, a pint glass full of martini and a martini glass full of cherries and goes, Oh, shit, I fucked this up, didn't I? I no, leave, this leave is the, fancy. Uh, and I'll tip him $5. Cool. Wow. That's very kind of you, sir. I'll take care of you all night. Bye. (laughs) Addie, we're going to do this job because I owe this man my life. And like Richter said, we really can't stand to lose any friends right now. And frankly, this is the most normal job we've had in a while. So I think I could use the the break. Um, Richter, can you roll me uh, an int check, please? I'm just worried about Wackadoo Willie and my donkeys. God, my intelligence is insane. Uh, <laughs> that's a regular success. Um, as you mentioned the King in Yellow, it occurs to you that that play is starting like 
Oh yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Now. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, Red. <laughs> it's all uh, bad. <laughs> you, uh, you're you've gotten very good over the years at paying attention to anytime uh, Addy mentions a new thing, because usually it means there's a new pet in the sewer, a new car, um, or yep. like possibly a friend he's made. So uh, Wackadoo Willie is yep. is new. Yep, I picked that up. Um, uh, do you think your style is to confront him about such things, or do you just privately log it? Oh, I'm going to log it. Th- that This is not the time for that. Um, I'm logging that away, and we'll have that discussion at a later date. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so basically all we need to do is we need to go into the museum in the dead of ideally night, uh, find the Egyptian exhibit, find out where all of his booze is, and somehow manage to get it past the mob and the police onto the loading dock. Sounds fairly straightforward, don't you think? And she just raises her whiskey glass and just chugs it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready. Ah, oh, I need my guns. Okay. And they're right here. And he'll just take out your guns and hold them. So what is, uh, you have, again, a couple hours left for preparation. Um, what are the things you want to do before you attempt the break-in? Or do you just want to jump to the break-in? Um... I would, boy, I wonder if I would like better guns, (laughs) Um, considering, like, I want to keep, obviously, I'll keep my my guns, but um, they're not in the best of shape, and I'm wondering if uh, Marvin can give me two guns that aren't going to, like, spectacularly misfire on me if I roll poorly, or if that's too much. Um, Are you expecting uh, to do any shooting? At the museum? Who knows? Oh, okay, then yeah, you better bring guns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to so bring guns. I just wondered if I he, should um, He can't spare any that he's got, but what he can okay. do is uh, put you in touch with a local ice cream man. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, we'll say that, Red, that's that's your your pre, mm-hmm. pre-heist action is uh, attempting to obtain um, more reliable, at least, firearms. Uh, Richter, what do you think you would do uh, before we go in? Uh, I would like to ward the three of us. Protect Ooh. us from Egyptian curses. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, it's funny, I was going to say, like, roll a charm check, because we just played D&D, and that's exactly what that would be. Um, I think this is going to be an occult check, please. Happy to roll an occult yeah, check. Yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> know your limit, play within it. Um, that is a, where'd you go, occult? One shy of a hard success... Um, you know what? Let's spend one luck to do a hard success. Okay. Um, Tyler, what does warding uh, the team against... Have you done wards before? I'm, I'm curious, because, I mean, I know it makes sense that Richter would certainly know about them, but um, we're kind of... Uh, I really like where, where we've gotten to with him. We're like, it went from being hypothetical to practical. So what does the practical version of this look like? I think he and... Um, uh, his sister. Oh my goodness, I can't remember his sister's name. Thank you. Oh, wow, that's not good. Uh, I uh, flipped a coin last episode whether it was Ingrid or Helga. Couldn't determine, so just didn't say either. Or Bridget? No, it's Ingrid. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. It's Ingrid. Nailed Ingrid. One. Yeah. Um, First try. I think <laughs> he and Ingrid might have actually practiced a little bit of this and that when they were younger. Um, harmless sort of charms and things like that. Um, nothing too dangerous or, or powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I think that's the extent of his practical uh, um, practice of it. But he's definitely read up, especially if he was reading about the King Tut curse in the newspaper and probably doing sort of like a mental exercise of like, well, okay, so this is what befell these people. What would I Mm. do to counteract that? What based on what I know about Egyptian curses and Mm -hmm. things like that. Okay. Uh, I like that a lot. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. So um, the nature, uh, because it will not shock any of you to know, I got really into this case when I was younger. Um, The nature of the the curse as kind of um, generally believed to be the thing was the actual disruption of the tomb itself. Yep. Uh, it was the expedition that was thought to be cursed, not necessarily anyone who's coming into contact with with Tut over the years, which is weird because it sets it aside from like um, like a Scottish play fear where it's like, oh, anyone who does this play is fucked. Hmm. Whereas with King Tut, it was like, you shouldn't have fucking breached the door, dude. Um, so I think for Richter, that would actually be kind of peace of mind to some extent because it's still worth being concerned about. And also mm-hmm. again, uh, and you, you played this exactly right. The fact that uh, the Duotang gangs contact at the Royal Ontario museum, put a bunch of booze in this, in these shipping containers. Like you hope it's just like nestled in there with the canopic jars, but it could also just be the canopic jars. If any of it was like materially or like physically disturbed, um, I feel like that direct contact would put us at risk for... Absolutely. Um, So what's interesting is I think we'll say the nature of this is almost more of a secondhand curse. Okay. It's like, you don't need to worry about the capital C curse. It's like, (laughs) what's the lowercase C curse? Um, So that's, uh, yeah. So you go about um, sort of running through what you and Ingrid did, uh, except what's weird is now it actually has a sense of reality, whereas before it was very hypothetical. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I will say, in your time with Ingrid, um, she was on the verge of a bunch of discoveries, but I don't think either of you ever encountered any of this. Uh, I think it wouldn't be true to Richter's I, I character think, as we've described him if, like, it was one of those stupid prequels where it's like, oh, no, but he also fought a haunted doll with his sister in a house once. <laughs> oh, but he's a skeptic yeah. and he doesn't know. Like, It's definitely like we would... Uh, um, like a small uh, carving, like a wood carving of a uh, a charm from a specific tree that we would then like recite an enchantment in front of. And then, and then Ingrid would put it under her pillow mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. night before, like a big test. Like that's the, like the extent Love of it. No, that's perfect. Kind of stuff. No, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly where I was kind of at with it too. And that's great. Um, cool. Um, so yes, so you go about doing that, um, which means you are, are, uh, lightly, um, uh, charm, I don't want to say proof, but charm resistant. Um, so, uh, yes, you cast your warding spells. Adrian, what do you think you would get up to, uh, before the heist? Okay. Um, cause he's got some latent smart brain, but he's still dumb. I'm actually going to roll an intelligence test to see what he does. Okay. What does he do? Uh, he just follows Red. He has, he has nothing to contribute, so he'll just follow <laughs> Um Ryan, I think you rolled that on int? Yeah. Can you roll it again on luck? Because I feel like, based on how you built the character before I, I threw wild backstory twists at you, you probably didn't give yourself much int. 
And I think mechanically it makes more sense to me if this is a does is this a moment of clarity check rather than a rack your brain check. So against the current luck score or his original luck score? Your current luck score. Oof. It's drastic failure. I rolled a higher number. So nope, ah. he just follows red. Fair enough. Uh, great. So um, we can step like gently out of character for this, uh, but for my own brain, um, currently uh, it seems that we have two plans that have been presented. One is uh, a Valentine's Day massacre inspired um, obtain cop uniforms, infiltrate his police, sort it that way. And then Red, you seem to have put forward a full-on just infiltrate as sneaky, sneaky stealth people, try not to be seen, get in, get out scenario which of the two um are you going to pursue or is there um, a third option that i'm that the no. police thing was pretty quickly shot down in the conversation so i think i, leaning... I just want to flo- float all three yeah. uh, both as as potential angles i mean i do think the police thing would be useful for getting in at least it's it's we're gonna have to probably ditch the costumes the second that we start rummaging through the the exhibit but it would take the stress out of getting in. Because um, if you do want to take that approach, you will need to tell me how you want to get police. Yeah, uniforms. that's why I was thinking it might just be like, let's just sneak in the back. And if we come across people who try to get in our way, we uh, put them to sleep. Okay. So just a, a proper infiltration then? Yeah. Um, in terms so, of equipment, Tom, just for a quick yeah. question on Adrian's scale, because I can't remember what I have or don't have. Narwhal is gone, <laughs> or Narwhal still exists? Do I still have it? I can't remember. I had it in the cell, and I shot it, <clears throat> but then we ran out of the cell because Red was injured. If, if so you my, had it in the cell, we'll say you still have it. Um, okay. I think uh, it, it was just the mirror of Samael. That, like, yeah, I the mirror of Samael is gone, but you, yeah. I believe, still have the Narwhal. Great. And I, do I, I still have my spooky knife. And you still have the spooky knife, yes. Great. Okay. Then yes, he doesn't need a gun. He's good. Um, that said, with this being the plan, um, following red, I would argue, does also mean you can take preparations, uh, sorry, preparation steps or um, go about different things that you think Adrian would do in preparation for this. But your role means that whatever it is will serve the plan that red has given you, not what you perhaps think is the, the correct course of action. If that makes um, sense. He'd go with Red, and then he would try to find uh, either Sprinkles or a birthday cake so that he could have a snack or pet Sprinkles. I think that's it. Like, he, if he doesn't get given instructions and the plan is follow Red, like, that's that's his jam. Um, so, Adrian, after a, a tremendously tough week of making so much soup and worrying about whether or not Red would wake up because uh, there was a lot of, of jam, and the toast seemed to be pretty burnt. <coughs> it's the driest um, toast he's seen in a while. <laughs> your, um, you know, your, it, it's it's been, I think, in a way that Adrian doesn't really actually tell people, a pretty trying time for him. Um, the idea of, of Red being um, hurt in a way that he can't help, uh, I'm sure would be very unsettling and very uncomfortable. So um, on the day of the heist, as Red goes in search uh, of a clandestine ice cream man, as uh, Richter prepares the, the wards that he will, will cast on the three of you, um, Adrian, you go and sit in Central Park 
and sprinkles, you know, sprinkles come, sprinkles go. Um, and despite all of them looking just a little bit different, you just spend some time with your old pal sprinkles. And what is the advice that springs into your head from petting sprinkles? As though sprinkles is giving you advice. Oh, yeah. I need to remember that I am bad at sneaking and shouldn't try to sneak. If I sneak, this all goes in the pooper. Meow, says the adorable patchy stray tabby um, who nods at you and then slinks off into the dark. Thanks, Sprinkles. You go murder all those stupid dogs. Uh, And then he like shakes his fist at some pigeons he sees in the distance. Um, and as the sun goes down over New York City, a lone massive man in a tuxedo and a fistful of birthday cake shakes his fist. It was, as anyone who has been to New York will tell you, a regular night in the city. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator of the Curious Matter Anthology. And I'm betting you've probably never heard anything like our show. adapt stories from authors like Philip K. Dick, Andre Norton, and Robert Block into binaural audio movies that transport you to new worlds. Hey, get him out of here! 
That's it. You're banned for life. What's with you, Braxians? Laser. Seriously. I told you downtown was a bad idea. In our brand new season, we explore farther into the what ifs. You think, in these instances, that somehow simply by believing things are different, they changed. Doubt. I don't follow. I doubt something, and um, they don't change per se. They cease to ever have been. We delve deeper into the realms of horror and science fiction. Nerves of steel, boys. James, sir. Please. There is no need for this. I do not believe that whatever that is can understand you. Robert, I know you are in there somewhere. If you are, we are... Made it through the barrier! It's gone over me! Beast! Just get to my knife! Well, that's new. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen to the Curious Matter Anthology today.